Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 23 by Five Pin Universe. I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. I have the regulars, the Wiseman Twins, Adam Weber, and Danny Bear is our special guest. Qualified 12th for the WCB Tour Championship in August 10th. And he is also now 16th, which I do believe he was from Regina as well, for the Five Pin Universe rankings. Um, so that'll be my first topic, Danny. How do you feel about finally making a Tour Championship after three years of trying? Uh, way too excited, <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> it's like... I had, like, a good bucket list of, like, okay, go to Nationals. Like, this is when I was, like, 19. It was, like, go to Nationals. Then it was, like, I did that. And it was, like, medal at Nationals. And I did that. And then, like, the tour started. And I was, like, okay, I got to make the tour championship. And then I finally did. So now it's, like, nice. So super excited. Super pumped. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was uh, it was fun watching you on Sunday. <laughs> Just, like, freaking out coming down oh, the line because oh. i mean there were so many scenarios happening and people are slowly falling from the sky from the, the yeah. top 12 yeah. down and other people are making runs at it and um it was uh i think hopefully exactly what carrie was hoping for when we started the wcbt just so much stuff going on in the final day so many options and so many people fighting for those spots so um i know it kind of must have sucked being on the opposite side watching and seeing what's happening but uh man it was it was fun watching you like so, sorry carrie it was fun watching you shitting bricks like it shows that you just like it shows how much and it's not just me it was it was like you know uh unfortunate for him but like maddie harms he was one position lower than me and he was doing the same thing i was doing right and you show just like how competitive it is and how much people really want to make it right and it's just it's awesome and that's like Going into it, I knew looking down in the standings, like there was like Tim and there's Evan and there's Carrie. There's all these guys that were like not in the top 12. And I was like, man, any of them could really, like any of them can make this cut and any of them can make it go far in this cut. Right. And so, like, going into Sunday, it was like, oh boy. <laughs> so, no, I'm happy with how it worked out. And uh, here I am, number 12. Yeah, I think it worked out pretty good because three people uh, in Heritage end up making the top 12. So that's one fourth. One fourth of the tournaments decided the the final number. I think that works out. That's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good ratio, right? Yeah. yeah, that's really good balance. And a bigger cut line this year too than than we've seen in the past. A lot harder to make that top twelve than it has well, been. Yeah, bigger cut line. I mean, more members means a higher cut line, right? More members getting points. Yeah. So I think you're yeah. seeing your yeah. membership's depth of field. Um, start to get a little bit deeper, right? You got more guys that are your qual I wouldn't say your your best players, but your quality players are the membership. So you're uh you're gonna see that number slowly grow till it fills completely full of the best players, right? Um so we'll talk about the heritage traditional. Um they had hundred and eighty two entries I do believe. So up from last year. Um I do believe that's kind of a reflective of the WCB Tour gaining in popularity and the Tour Championship. And, um, yeah, it, it was a tough cut. Um, we've seen a lot of great players end up in the consolation. Unfortunately for Adam, he was in that position with uh, the likes of Gary Baird and a lot of those guys, man. That uh, It was tough to get all that consolation, just as tough as to play on the Sunday. Yeah, I just couldn't get her working the 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 whole time. Uh, 
the, the, the lanes were so greased up, I just could not find a, a line that I was comfortable with. And when, when I did find a line, I could never seem to throw a double. So it's a uh, little, little disappointed, of course. Um, you know, ha- happy with the, uh, the, the first three tournaments, thankfully, uh, <laughs> to, to at least uh, have a chance at that, that tour championship again as well. Yeah, and uh, as everybody probably knows by now, but you held on to player of the year. Um, Eric Chose had to win the tournament to knock you out, or I do believe Bradley Tiggett had to win as well to knock you down out of player of the year. So um, held on by the skin of your teeth, as they would say. Came down last ball for Eric. I was that already at home watching uh, watching the final on on YouTube and uh, kind of sweating. Of course, never never cheering against anybody. Uh, you know, super thrilled for Vic, uh, one, one of my you know longest uh, lasting friendships in this game, especially here in Alberta. So super super stoked for him. Uh, extremely uh, excited for the likes of somebody like an Eric Chose, like a, the, the final two tournaments uh, goes first and second. Uh, really, really positive. Uh, the, the kids got so much game. Uh, it's just a matter of putting it all together. And uh, yeah, I was fortunate enough to stay ahead of him by just a bit. Yeah. And, uh, something to be said that uh, Victor was the first two time winner of the heritage traditional, um, a feat that nobody else has done. So pretty cool. Um, think this was the 13th year was it not That's 2008 i believe was the first year yeah so 12 i believe oh yeah i guess it would be the 12th year then right mm-hmm. yeah 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 Something like that, yeah yeah amazing took that that many years to get a two-time winner um kind of nice that it was a central alberta player in the central alberta <laughs> tournament worked out nice. <laughs> It worked out well. Victor's one of the best, so yeah. really looking forward to playing Masters with him again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is there anything about that tournament that, uh, that you guys wanted to critique or put, lay your thoughts on? Or uh, mm. like my 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 thought, uh, they I really think they've got to revamp that Friday Night Baker format. Um. Baker format should probably not take six hours to complete uh, until 2 a.m. On, on a Friday night. Um, it, what are your thoughts on that? Completely agree. I, I, uh, I understand the, the whole logic of it. I just wish the system, if not maybe the staff or the, the volunteers, to, just to change over, right? I mean, if it was instantly started up right away afterwards, I don't think it would be an issue. But uh, with them having to wait five, seven, eight minutes every game, you times that by 20 games or 24 games, right? It adds yeah. up real fast. But, but um, that's, also, that's also, you know, the bowlers as well. People start going up for drinks and stuff, and then they're, they're slow to get down to their lanes, and now the team waiting behind them ends up having to wait 10 minutes too. Like, it, it just it just compounds over time, and yeah. 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 It just I, so much uh, about the format. I, I, I agree with Dexter. I think that's on the bowlers that – the reason it takes so long, right? They go up for drinks. Having those buys probably doesn't help the whole scenario, but I understand why they do it. It increases sales and helps subsidize their weekend that they're essentially Mm -hmm. giving for dirt cheap, right? Both ways. Both ways. I I think you you have your Friday running late. You're going to affect your Saturday morning, 
right? Correct. So, yeah, I think so. I just I, I think you, there's less people playing Saturday morning than this. If you're unless you're coming out of town or unless you're one local players playing back to back Saturdays shifts, you need those uh, maybe a second shift. You're not going to play Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I I agree with that, but I think you're going to be making well if you if you're talking about profit wise, you're making way more money Friday night than you would ever make Saturday morning. So at the end of the day, you know at least with them having twenty lanes, it's it's not going to be super often that you're going to have you know five to a lane on your on your Saturday afternoon shift. So at the end of the day, it doesn't feel like much of a loss really. I I just I just wish they had. For me personally speaking, I mean I understand both sides. Rather just have twenty teams, no buys, and just call it a day. Right? For me personally, because especially when you have a step ladder going on afterwards, right? So if you had no step ladder, all, all the power with the buys, right? So yeah, uh, that's dude, what I was dude, say I think they could probably need do one. the step ladder. Exactly. Hey, you're throwing Baker, twenty you games. Gotta, you know, I mean, a lot of bakers. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of it's just like you, you kind of want to do for fun too, have some drinks. I don't think like most people take it too seriously where you need a stepladder, right? And so, I mean, I think Calgary doesn't have a stepladder either. I mean, they run it just fine too, right? So, mm-hmm. I, I think um, I, I was okay with the price increase. I was okay with that. I thought 100 bucks per person, it was more cash in the payout. In all honesty. I, I go in there and I, I have no idea. It's like, how much do I owe you? Here's your money. I I can never remember. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if you increase it, by all means, yeah, I didn't I didn't have a clue. So thanks for letting me know right now. Yeah. I think making it a round number just makes more sense too, right? It does. Right. For Same sure. reason why yeah. we did a TPC too. Straight hundred bucks, you know, includes everything. Good to go. Yeah. yeah this, makes it easy. this was one twenty though, right? Yeah. So it was a hundred bucks. It was an extra twenty bucks for side pot also. But you're also playing 20 games, so I understand why they made it 20. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Could 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 you have just built that directly into the 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 pool? Just make it straight 400, something like that. I, I don't know. I I I I think you know Danny hits it you know right on the head there that it, it's more of a fun event, right? It doesn't need to be crazy expensive. It doesn't need to be cheap either. Right, because then then it kind of defeats that purpose. Uh, some some people make their weekend off that day, right? So like you, you definitely want a little bit of money. Uh, this podcast, you know, just being on with you know the proprietors here, uh, definitely gaining more of an appreciation for the proprietor side of it as well. Uh, I, honestly, I just think the event is too long. Uh, I, I just don't think you need a six hour event for a fun event. It, it's it, it's grinding. It, it's unnecessarily grinding, in my opinion. Right, so the, I think the step ladder can go. I think that that's, you know, one one thing that I think a lot of people can can agree to. Uh, but I did hear rumblings that people are considering not playing that Friday night event now because of how long it takes, and and that worries me a little bit. Right, so I think that's that's where the discussion needs to to happen. And if we can start a bit of that discussion on on something like this, I, I think it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the bowlers either. Like you got to look at the staff members too, right? I mean, we're there long bowling too, but like that's some of those staff members probably work eight to twelve hour shifts, and they want yeah. to get out of there too. They, they sure. got to work probably. Yeah. Their, their but, staff is a little bit different than the rest yeah. of ours, I think, Danny, because they expect <laughs> they expect to stay late nights, you know, and it, it's un and that's maybe unfair to them. I mean, uh, I don't think Shelby encourages it, but I, <laughs> but the night they, can go on. 
right? Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I believe yeah. on Fridays, Saturdays, they are open to one, anyways. Yeah. One a.m. anyway, so okay. it's it's not yeah. that much of a that much of a difference, but maybe maybe not quite that full uh, until right till one. But um, it is it is usually yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought the doubles, the format, I thought that was actually pretty good. Watching it, um, I thought it was better than I thought it was going to turn out. I, I I enjoyed the format and how the points were total. So. Whether you lost one and you're getting blown out, you can still try to make another total come back on the other one. So I thought that was okay. Um, I didn't watch the ladies a whole lot, but when I went over to take a look how things were, I just didn't, there was no real energy there, right? But uh, the doubles worked out really well, I thought, with uh, the, the Thursday night. Yeah, I think it went, uh, the doubles event definitely went really well. Um, sucks that they only end up with 10 teams, but. The format was was perfect. Um, How many teams were they looking at having? I think they wanted to kind of fill it. They wanted 20 teams. But with them knowing that they probably weren't going to get to that number. And then there was a lady shootout that was rumored to be starting. I think the optimal was the 10. And then fill the ladies on the other side. So for no. what space they had, they definitely optimized what they could do. There was no doubt yeah. about that. I, you you make that into a two pool tournament. I think that'd be that'd be pretty neat. But uh, mm-hmm. any other thoughts? Um, I guess we'll bring up one thing that has been. I know on some of the proprietor side and some of the other bowlers, um, there was some attitudes going on, and I'm not going to point anybody out because that's not the point of this podcast. But um, where guys were lofting the balls or they were hitting stuff, to what purpose do you think? It's obviously got to be a frustration thing. But what? I guess what are the thoughts behind a guy on his third ball? No, there's no point to loft the ball because it's not not going to increase your odds of making extra points or whatever. What what way can we curb that attitude where we can turn? That down a notch. Because nothing more frustrating than watching a proprietor get pretty heated because guys are not respecting the property. Can, what, 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 can we start doing fines? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking on the same sort of way, but, uh, you know, what, what if in these events, because, you know what, you're affecting other players out there too. You're throwing these people off. And, like, people are in the middle of their shots and they're seeing a ball go 50 feet out. I mean, it's distracting. And then it comes down and then it's distracting for everybody, right? So, I mean, that it affects other people while you're doing it. So what What if, if you pull crap like that, what if you get fouled? What if, what if you get assessed a 15-point foul for doing stuff like that? That's going to deter people from distracting other people and destroying stuff right away, instantly. Yeah, and and the main argument that you'll hear is, oh, I'm not destroying anything because it's synthetic lanes. That's not the point. The point is it doesn't improve your bowling. It doesn't improve anybody else around you. And it makes our sport look foolish. Because you don't see in baseball where a guy throws a bat into into his dugout and hits stuff and he doesn't get fined, right? Like... You've got to show uh, professionality, I guess. 
I agree. Um, no. I think a good thing. I, I agree with the foul, but the same token, if you look at a guy who is getting blown out of the water in his match, he's not going to care if he's going to get fouled, right? Like a 15-point deduction on him, he's not going to care. He's If he's already heated enough to loft that ball 50 feet and he's losing by more than 100, he's, he's not going to care about that 15 points, right? Fair. Yeah. A financialist is a point. The other thing is, too, in match play, honestly – if he's a blow of a match, his eighth frame, he's down 100 points. I, you know, he can't affect, you know, the, the win loss ratio or anything like that. Just quit him. As right? soon as he does it, quit him. I mean, so in, in that. It doesn't work in that, in that format, right? No, it, no. It can't, it, right. So, I mean, even, even in that format, the 15 points could make a difference down the road. Yeah, it could, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter it in a different format, right? So you got to go. Right. Got to find a penalty that will be even across all tournaments, all so, competitions, right? So th- this is the other thing I want to bring up too, because and we discussed this too. Is I think it's really hard, especially when we're all playing at the same time, to enforce it, right? It's really tough for Kerry to be like, hey, you know what, this guy's acting out. I'm bowling in the eights versus this person, for example, or the finals. He smashes something, and I'm facing him in the finals, and I had to give him a warning. Or, like, you know, it, it doesn't work that way, right? So then you come back to finding, okay, who's able to do it? And then you're always going to have that argument, oh, man, he targeted me. He targeted me. He doesn't like me, you know, right? Or whatever. He looked at me wrong or whatever, right? So I think it, there has to be, and it's a tough situation to be put in, to be honest with you, Kerry. Um, I know as, as like, uh, somebody who helps run the center, um, it's, I, I want to say something when somebody smashes something, right? I, it's part of my job to be like, no, I don't accept that. It's another thing, you know, it's tough. I don't know. It, it's not all on the WCBT, it may, but it is, but it's also on the proprietor making sure it stops that too. And it can't all be on WCBT because not everybody's WCBT members. So... Right. That, that's the hard part. They're not the governing body of the tournaments. They, they are an umbrella of the tournaments, right? Yeah, the tournament themselves has a committee that you would you would look to to hand out those whatever mm-hmm. the penalty will be or the warning or something like that. WCBT, definitely, I think we are definitely moving towards our membership has to be professional. If it's not, we can definitely step in and yes. maybe assess a financial penalty or something like that. Um, but yes, that if part of the board is playing, I don't think they should be involved in that. But I, I think it's yeah. I, I think it's really important to keep those two action items separate, though. Right, so lofting a ball is one thing, but hitting something is a totally different thing. Yeah. Right, number one with the lofting of the ball. Uh, who's going to police it? Uh, what are you going to have like a, a loft like line or something like that? That, that somebody's out there watching like a football, right? Mm. It, it, right. It, it, and the other thing, it, it is a legally delivered ball, whether you whether we like it or not. It's a legally delivered ball. There's no difference from throwing it from behind the, the approach, right? It is a legally delivered ball. Is it annoying as hell? Absolutely, but it, there, there's. Technically, so, nothing wrong with it unless there's a lane guard out there, right? And then again, now you, who's going to enforce it? Well, I, I I think when it's 45 feet out, actually, you know what? Let's go into Dexter's rule book corner right now and see if you can pull that rule up. 
Con- a rule five, conduct derogatory. <laughs> B, double I, throwing balls in extreme lofting manner in an underhand or overhand motion. Participants shall not display conduct which can be deemed unsportsmanlike. So what, what is going on now? 45 now, feet. Is there yeah. a height? Is there a length? Is there anything in there? Yeah, but you, Just, know, I, you know the player's intentional delivery. You're, you're yeah. going to notice a misconduct. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I, I don't to, disagree with that, but is there a legitimate ruling to it? Like, Is there guidelines behind it? Or is somebody, you're going to call it on sure. somebody, and then they're going to say, oh, okay, well, it was a legally delivered ball. No, but, it was, but I guess my argument towards that would be it, that's not your regular routine. The last yes. thousand balls you threw was not that way. Right. And we noticed and, you yeah. did not stick. That's obviously a misconduct. Right. There has to be, you have to be able to, like, you can, you can see intent. You can tell when someone's like, oh, crap, I screwed up. You know? Like... I've and done then, it. And then My foot slipped a, out. Yeah, there would be a warning for that. But I, okay. yeah. I think you would have to skip over a warning if you know it's intentional. For sure. Yeah. I think that would be up to your committee to decide, right? It, it's not going to be a cut and dry rule, I think. Uh, I, it's just my view on it. it. That's something I would never do. So if I did it, I would expect a fine because that, that's not my normal play. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing that, especially in the WCBT membership. I'm trying to portray it as a professional sport, mm-hmm. and then I blow up on the lanes and throw a hissy fit. And so, not. okay, so maybe maybe what this comes down to is that for these WCBT events, there's really only one center that that does this. We need to have judges place so that they are a neutral body to all of this neutral to the the to WCBT and the and the center and whatever and just look at it unbiasedly and go from there and if they happen to be a WCBT member that that does one of these things then they'll get an additional fine from us you know but uh or brought forth to be ruled upon right yeah so I mean I'm not pointing fingers here out here by any means but in our center the Dexter my center and then you, you know, we lead by example. We don't hit things. We don't smack things. We don't, we don't do any of that. And and it wasn't. I mean, TPC can get bad. I mean, um, like we always talk about Michael West smacking against Adam, but I'm okay. I'm actually okay with that because it was he the moment. It was it just built up emotion, and I I get that. But it wasn't nearly as bad as it is in Red Deer, right? And. Unfortunately, I think there are situations out there that encourage it, and and I just I just wish it was not followed through like that. Now, I guess a, a caveat to that too, because you guys had also mentioned you know the possibility of of having a foul or something along that too. Uh, now, the, like for for loft now as part of that ruling decks. Um, is there any penalties or anything mentioned in that? Um, no, I don't think there is. Uh, no, no, but it does. It does. There isn't. It just repeat offenders or what is this all under? Um, yeah, no. There's, there's a. Uh, 
no real rules besides participants who are reported to the provincial association on two or more separate occasions shall be liable for suspension of membership. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't just because it's not in the C five rule book doesn't mean that we don't get to put our own rules into. You can you can Correct. follow the C five rule and still have C five rules, but you can still have your own additional rules with it. So mm-hmm. um it it just has to be put into the into um, the, the entry form or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I th- I think that'll be something the WCBT will definitely be looking into because uh, I I know I I was pretty offended and I'm not even the, a proprietor of Heritage Lanes. I was just bowling out there and seeing some of the the crap that was going on and it and it, it pissed me off which. You try and separate separate yourself away from that so you can concentrate on your own game, but um, and maybe that was the intention of it was to affect other people. Who knows? But yeah. Anyways, we'll move on from that. Uh, another thing that I I, <laughs> I got pissed off on in uh, during my first shift there. Uh, there's like three people that were completely out of it, and all of a sudden, hey, let's bring the stick out. Right. Yeah. So the the, the problem with that stupid stick, whether it's legal or not, right, you cannot not see something that's extended two to three feet beyond the foul line in the middle of the air. You cannot not see it. Right. I don't care how focused you are. So and then, of course, you know, people are drunk and they're doing all that stuff, too. But to to me, it, it really pissed me off. And I barely missed that shift. I know. I was I was really heated for about six seven frames, right? So lost my focus because of that. Like, is that a legal throwing motion? I guess uh, it's just you, you can't get tour points. Is is that the yeah, the ruling so from the WCB the, the standpoint? The WCBT has put into a rule, um, and this was about three years ago that it's not part of our professional outlook of the sport. So you're not awarded any points if you happen to gain points by using the stick during your shift. Um, But it is a scratch tournament. It's open and there is no C5 ruling against it. So for the tournament side of things, the host tournament or whatever, it's perfectly legal. You just don't get WCBT points. That's all. I think the intent was for those that are injured or unable to bowl normally, this would be for. Um, I know Mike has been injured. His shoulder has been messed up before, but the other two, I, it, it was just a gong show. Yeah. It was just to, to be a spectacle. Yeah, and because it's a scratch open tournament, you literally could play right-handed, left-handed, between your legs. You can play any way you want, and you can switch up at any point. There's no average. There's no POA, no handicap, right? It's straight scratch. Mm-hmm. You can do you can do it as long as it's legally delivered, and legally delivered is by the C five rule. Um, the yeah. WCBT doesn't allow bowling aids unless it is for um, medical reasons, such as amputees, blah blah blah, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if a person does need that bowling aid, they have to submit it to the WCB tour committee. Um, with a doctor's note explaining the medical exemption, and then it will be ruled upon at that point in time. But it's just, it's not available for WCBT points just if you decide halfway through the shift to switch. Mm-hmm. Fair. I, I do also want to point out a side note thing about the Red Deer event. Uh, obviously, Adam not making the finals was. We, Adam's. 
best bowler in Canada. So I just, I, in my own personal opinion, so him not making the finals was tough. But I was interested to see if Gary was going to beat Sean because if Gary and Adam <laughs> faced each other, I wanted to know if the minimum game was three fifty shot against you, Adam. Like I just, me and Sean were in the back. Me and Sean were talking. He's like, it's over. It's over if Adam faces Gary. Gary's going to whoop his butt. <laughs> I, I I might not have even played that match. <laughs> so we'll, we'll and, give and, some and, context and, to the audience. Uh, yeah. People don't know. Uh, Gary has a very substantial winning record against Adam, and it tends to be a fairly high average. <laughs> I, I, unfortunately, mine is also a very high average, and I still can't win. <laughs> Not very high compared to Gary. Nope that that guy is my nemesis. Gary Gary's not one to brag or even show emotion, but he no. sure loves to brag about this. Yeah, oh, he, he loves <laughs> smiles. He loves every That's second of it. All I ever. That's the only time I ever see him really smile. I, I know it is, it is a big grin too. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was funny at uh, at the autumn open this year uh we were coming down i think it was the very last game of the tournament and uh i think i had a chance to still jump up into possibly even up to second i think and uh, i think i came out flying at him uh, like four or five marks in a row and he opened the first four or three of the first four and then he runs an eight bag rap <laughs> and then and, and not, not knocks me down to fifth and then i think he jumped to second or something like that so yeah he, got, he took oh, the yeah. money yeah yeah uh, it's, just, it, it's absolutely unreal four frames in i'm thinking hey this is my chance i'm, I'm up like 70 through four yeah and then on, he throws an eight five bagger. or six yeah you're yeah. on five or six i yeah. was watching you were three, three four, four yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I wasn't. <laughs> um, good, good for Sean Langlois, though. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, obviously, uh, no offense to you, Adam, but it was, it's it's nice it's nice to see him, you know, go through that uh, that gauntlet and make it. So, uh, kudos to him. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Up and coming bowler that definitely is deserving to make uh, the top thirty-two. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. he's put his hard hard-earned money where. Correct. His mouth yeah. is so, and he played awesome. Um, unfortunately, he didn't make out of the next round on the Sunday, but definitely played his heart out. That's for sure. Um, yep. How about Kevin Holdsworth, broken foot and all, making the cut? Isn't really? that yes. unreal? He couldn't play on Sunday because his foot is was ridiculous. Impressive. <laughs> like, How does that make you feel, Adam? Broken foot makes the cut. Oh, that's fine. It kind of kept him slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't see a single hop. No, <laughs> no but did, did you hear what happened in, against his match against Tyler? In our, no. in our, so in our bracket of death, I like to say, because yeah. I had like Mitch at Tyler. If if Adam qualified, he would have been in my bracket, and I would never made it out of it. But and then <laughs> Adam has my number, and then uh, but uh, Tyler's up there, second or third last game. And, and Kevin did not mean to do it at all. Like it was, he even came up and said, like, "Sorry, dude, I didn't mean to." Me and Tyler are kind of vying for the last spot, and he threw his twelfth ball. He was already up, and he threw his twelfth ball fouled and lost by one to Tyler. So Tyler gets the extra fifty point bonus. So instead oh, of wow. me being up seventy seven oh. going into the last game, I was only up twenty seven. Right. So he said he went up to me after. He's like, "I'm so sorry." I was like, "Dude, like I know you weren't trying to. It, it just..." It just kind of happens. You Situational. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, make sure. But yeah, it's great. Great wow. to see Lonnie Acres. 
yeah. recover. Yeah. Back at it. And he, yeah, he, he seemed like too. he was recovered good. Seemed yeah. fine. It looked solid. So uh, yeah, awesome. Really good. Right. That that's months ahead of where we thought yeah. it was going to be. Really. I was shocked yep. that he'd be there, and I was hoping, obviously, he was going to hold on for for tour championship. Uh, but to even just be able to to play that, and he's super excited for it too, yeah. right? So he's going to be one to watch at that championship. Well, the stands will be full of his kids. That's for sure. <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be cheering with pom poms and everything. I think. Yeah. yeah. How many? Awesome. How many? Really how many does Two. he have? Two. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> between that, him that, and Victor. You can have your own youth seminar there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did did they do a youth seminar or anything on uh, Thursday? No, this year? They, uh, because Red Deer hosts the Tour Championship, they withhold till the Tour Championship to have their youth. Okay. That uh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess we could touch on the tour championship so it, it's running august 9th and august 10th august 10th is obviously the filming um and the wcbt has been talking about running a different event on the friday instead of doing the 500 challenge pins game challenge um they're talking about doing a rider cup style event um so as far as i know it everything's not official yet but it's very very close it'll be the top 16 wcb tour points winners will be automatically invited um obviously if some of them can't make it like i do believe mitch davies is from obviously from hamilton ontario i'm not too sure if he'll be able to make it out for just the one day event it will just move down the list till we fill that 16 and then um they're asking a couple veteran captains that aren't playing um the competitive circuit anymore to be captains to draft the teams and then pick an extra two players out of the WCB Tour membership. So out of the 72 members, 72nd could be picked to be on the team and show up on August 9th and be a part of the competition. And it's uh, it's shaping up to be pretty good. I, I think it's going to be I, quite the event. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so, so, so good. Even when we talked about it like three months ago, Instantly, and then we, you know, of course, we're starting to get some feedback from from you know Facebook and Patreon and all that, and everybody seemed to be fully on board with the Ryder Cup style, and yeah, I, I cannot wait to see how it plays out. I think it's so cool. So, so what, what what type of events? There, there is like eight or nine <laughs> different events. There, as far as I know, the form, like I said, the format's not finalized, but it looks to be four rounds. And every player gets a play in each round. And it'll be different style of events. Um, you'll have to wait to see, obviously. We're not going to okay. spoil it till, um it's finalized and we put out the formats and all that stuff. But some of them are pretty neat. Um, I think they'll all be scratched. There'll be no funny, like, no tap or anything like that. But there'll be different styles of how to score and stuff like that. So... Assuming the the finale will probably be a singles round, like like golf would be. Right, it very well could be. I do believe they're going to live stream everything, so that may not be an option because it'll be too long. But you never know. Uh, like I said, it's still being worked on. So very cool. Uh, so Danny, our special guest, is to have to answer a few of our questions. 
Are you ready for this? Uh... Yeah. So, first question, uh, who is your bowling mentor? Oh, geez. Uh, if I had to pick a single person, I would say my mother, Shelly Bear. <laughs> um, great competitive bowler in her day, and she basically taught everything I know. Um, obviously, going to the Saskatchewan Bowling School, I can probably pick up 10 coaches just you know, just off by heart, just, you know, looking back through the years, everybody that's taught me everything I know, but even in my adult years, I can even pick out, you know, there's always something to learn every year. Right. And every time I, every time, every, every tournament I have, there's, I feel like there's something I learn. Right. And I'm always looking. So, but like, if I had to pick a single one, I would say my mom. Perfect. Like I said, that's been a common theme for everybody is uh, it's usually a family member or somebody close to the family that tends to, yeah. be the one that they grew up through the sport to get into it so very cool um what's your favorite tournament oh format wise i really really love um red deers traditional I, I love how it's something different from the top 32 step ladder format i love that it's blocks of eight i love that it's you play everybody kind of thing i love how it is um Definitely, definitely one I would say I would always recommend to people if they've never bowled it, like always go to it. Um, my favorite house to bowl out of would actually, well, it was Sherwood with the wood, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. We'll see with the renovations how how they match up. At this rate, it's going to be the same time, same thing next year. So <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, they're still my favorite. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, your toughest match. Toughest match. Um, I like to say this one. I was my second year in Masters. I believe it was 2015 or 2016. I was a singles representative for Saskatchewan. Um, going into the last day, it was super tight. Everyone was kind of one or two wins away from each other. Going into the last game, I think we had like a five-way tie for first between – like yeah, like I said, five of us. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was, but I know I was playing Mike Elder from BC, and he was one of the ones that was tied with me. And he comes out the gate flying a five bagger. I go turkey left spare, something else. Um, needless to say, we ended up finishing the match. I finished with three ninety three, and he finished with a three fifty three. And Ooh. after that win. It qualified me to be alone on top first in my first year Masters singles. Fortunately, uh, Shane Chave beat me in the finals, but uh, silver medals pretty cool, and that's one I'll always remember. I think. Yeah, especially mm-hmm. being your first time as a singles rep there. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, on your home turf. Yeah. Um, yes, on my home turf. Yes, twenty seventeen on your home turf. Yeah. Yeah, finished finished the last day, the last game in my home alleys as well. It was it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's in your arsenal? What 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 are you throwing? What's your shoes? Uh, I use custom shoes, Air Jordans. Everyone sees them because they're really bright and colorful. I have a few. <laughs> so if you haven't seen them, uh, get your eyes checked. <laughs> like, they're super bright. Like there's no way you can miss them. Um, balls. I typically like to use soft rolls. Um, I like just the tiny bit of movement they give my ball. Uh, if I'm finding it too dry, though, I will use some uh, urethane hard rolls. Good mix you got going on there. 
yeah. I know yeah. you kind of said one of these on earlier in the podcast. One of your bucket list items was to make the tour championship, but your career is so young. What it what is your ultimate bucket list item that you're hoping to accomplish before you hang up the shoes, put the bowling balls away? Oh, I don't know if I'll ever put the shoes away. I think it's uh, hard. I think it's gonna be hard for me to ever quit bowling. Um, but like I said, I did have a bucket list, and like like I said, it was kind of had tears, make a national, medal at a national, make the tour. Uh, I would say what's left on my bucket list is to win a gold. Um, that'd be number one at any national for sure. Um, winning a tour event is definitely up there as well. Mm-hmm. Come close, finally. I finally actually won an A-side match for the first time in my career this year, which was pretty <laughs> awesome. Really? Yeah, uh, I've made wow. cut. I made like 12 cuts, and I've never won an A-side match until this year. So, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> and another thing I think, honestly, is uh, it's a little bit of a weird one, but I would love to bowl a mixed team with like my sister or my mom. I like got a national or something, or even Sarah, my girlfriend. Like, it'd be, uh, that's that's another one right now. You know, I mean, <laughs> I feel, like, feel thought, like I have to man. name drop, but yeah, second. Yeah, no. That's a, that's another one right now. Was not the most confident thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. Please. Yeah, we're we're not nice people. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, definitely right now, the biggest one on my bucket list, number one I really want to do is, is win uh, win a gold. So, Danny, if you win a gold, would you retire? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, no. I would Good, uh, good like, answer. I love that. I love that. Like, if I, if I, I think, honestly, if I, if I won, uh, the next goal would be, like, to win a gold at the other national. So, you know, if I won at the Open, I'd want to win the Masters. And, yeah. like, if I won... If I won the teams, I would want to win singles and vice versa, right? So I think I'd kind of keep on trying to go down the ladder, right? Yeah. All right. I, I, I got one that uh, I think uh, we, we probably touched on it a little bit over the, the, the course of these uh, these podcasts. Uh, but uh, one that uh, I know a lot of us have, have talked about quite a bit, uh, maybe in, in you know more side conversations over the last you know, week, two weeks type thing. But uh, it, trying to find the balance in life versus bowling. And uh, I, I know there's a, a lot of people that get a lot of flack for not making events or making it to events or not traveling or doing all this. Um, I, myself, I, I have an extremely busy schedule uh, with, uh, with all the bowling events um, you know, my son's soccer schedule, um, any type of work. Like, there, there's so much going on, especially during this month. Um, you know, at least in Alberta, we've got the Heritage, we've got uh, the Open, we've got Green and Gold, we've got all these other little tournaments. How do you guys find time to get everything in your schedule? Unfortunately, I don't think there is a way to get everything into your schedule unless you're retired and don't have to worry about anything. You're, you're always going to have a balancing act, right? Um, like myself, as we've alluded to several times, I, I'm an accountant. I have a tax season, so I can't make the green and golds. I can't make that stuff. But I try and make all the tour events. I try and make um, the Open, the Masters. And... Uh, financially stable too helps a lot, right? Um, 
where you, you have the funds to travel, to do all that stuff. And we are extremely lucky in Alberta that three of the events are literally Here. two hours away. Yeah. So we are extremely lucky, and that's why I never give any flag to people out of province because I, I just couldn't imagine having to play all the events and do all the travel and and being able to make ends meet, especially for essentially is a hobby at this point in time. There's not enough prize money to make it a career, right? So you, you have to balance it. Have, has anybody had an issue where somebody has maybe called them out for not going to an event or, or anything along those lines? We call those people hypocrites. I, I think I, I Dester can probably say he got it. <laughs> when, when Dester wasn't going to Regina, he was he was getting some flat for it for a while, yeah. right, Dex? Yeah. But like what? Likewise. Yeah. I. But you you have to pick and choose and things in life, right? And like, okay, so that, this sounds dumb, and I say this all the time. But we, you get you get one life. You get to make the opportunities of whatever you want them to be at the time, right? And, and sometimes that is having to prioritize. And, and you know, uh, people have kids um, at the top. Like, my girlfriend was living across the country, right? So, I mean, at that time period, it, it, it was hard for me to make a choice to go spend what could be twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars to go to Regina at a place where I'll openly admit I was struggling. I had a hard time making that cut. Um, I don't know what it was, but like it just seemed that the it just wasn't in my cards. Twenty two hundred, maybe. <laughs> well, no, no, but at the time it wasn't, and I, you yeah. know, there was there was a year where I shot fifteen hundred for my first five, and then punched my lights out for the next three to miss the cut by like fifteen, you know. Um, it just, it just, and at that point I just kind of had my breaking point and I was like, I, I can't justify spending this amount of money to go to a place where I am struggling, even though I, I realistically should have just gone and like worked it out. But you know, when I, when I could be visiting, you know, and, and so that was, that was the priority at the time. Um, uh, people end up having kids and that becomes priority. Like, mm -hmm. like, like, like you said, Carrie, life is way too busy, way too many things going on, way too, you know, financially taxing on people um, for, for you to essentially gamble certain things. So, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, I think people should play everything because I think it makes them better, but you still have to live your life. So, so I, I agree with Dexter wholeheartedly and carry on that. Uh, I think, I run many events throughout the year, and I don't begrudge people who say, you know, I got my family, you got family coming up, things like that. Um, I, I I think family comes first. We're just we're just bowling at the end of the day. It doesn't define who you are, but your family is more important, I think, than bowling. If do I want you guys to play? Absolutely, but at the end of the day, it's there's more important things in life than bowling. Now. For, for everybody to go out and, and want to play these events, we highly encourage it. We want you to play. We want you to get better. Um, but I my only problem I have with everything is, is if you commit, don't wait till the 11th hour to tell me you're not coming unless something's come up. That's all I ask, right? Is that I know we deal with a lot. Danny can attest. 
you do a lot of events throughout the year, and all of a sudden somebody's like, I can't make it, I can't make it, I can't make it. I'm okay with it. Just let me know. Like, don't let me know, you know, at a, like I get the 6 a.m. text on a Saturday morning for the TPC. Like, I get it. It happens, right? But don't wait till the 11th hour. Now, going back like 12 years ago, like 12 or 13 years ago, I, I came out of school. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And obviously the bowling uh, alley and the, that venture wasn't, um, wasn't there for us just yet. But uh, Lauren, who owned the business at that time, he went off to Mexico and threw mom into the manager's position. And, and without really showing her anything, she mom's been around the business for so long. She kind of threw her into there. I decided I wasn't going to school. One, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, I desperately went to school for one year. But when we when we started being more involved in the bowling, I, I, I thought to myself, Tim, I really want to do something. I want to be one of the best bowlers there is. Right? I, I can make some money at this. I can do it. And uh, looking 12 years from now, oh boy, was I. I don't know if that was the right career path I had. But... <laughs> Right? Ten if pin, Timmy. Ten pin. Right, but <laughs> right, but you know, I enjoy every moment of it. Yeah, you know, some of my friends have grown up and they have kids now, and they have all the other stuff. I don't think bowling's hindered that, but uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of neat how you know Danny has the same passion I see about bowling that I had back then. I hopefully he has that passion at my age because I I, I lose it <laughs> sporadically here and there, but. Carrie and I uh, have been to every event the last 10 years, basically, right? We've been to all, we went to Fort St. John, we've been to Abbotsford, and I got a little bit of flack for not playing the doubles down in Red Deer, I felt, and uh, I'm honestly, I'm kind of pissed about it, because I play and I support every event. Unfortunately, I didn't really have the funds to play the $500. Um, I didn't really ask, looking for a sponsor on that aspect. But I would have had a sponsor if they needed to. Dexter and I were willing to step up to fill up the tenth spot. We talked about it. We would be willing to go in there and do that. But uh, I was a little, kind of a little peeved. I've been to every event for for the last ten years, and I kind of got a little bit of uh, crap when I walked in. And I, I think that was kind of unfair in a way. So that was my long-winded answer. Tim, Timism. <laughs> do, do you do you know any other way? <laughs> Hashtag riddles. <laughs> oh, that's no. a good nickname. I, I, oh, I, I that's a good nickname. Riddles. From, hey, we got I, puddles and riddles. <laughs> point. I got point A to point B. It just I, I went to C and D and E and came back. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, <for sure. laughs> Danny, you have any hmm. thoughts on that? How to balance uh, the whole bowling thing? Well, I mean, everyone's kind of said what I agree to. Um, just for speaking from personal. And experience like right now i'm at the age where my like you said my, my career is young i am young i'm not going to school i my life is, is the bowling alley really and i feel that's a lot of the young ones right i mean i have i obviously have the advantage my parents own a bowling alley so i can really do any time i want um but like i have made it a point to practice as much as i can bowl all the events when i can because i do want to be like tim said i want to be the best i want to try and be the best right i want to get there and i am getting there because i'm bowling more events but I feel eventually, right, like life will get in my way. Um, I'll want to try and 
probably own the bowling alley myself and I might not be able to financially afford or be able to leave the bowling alley to go to these events because I'm going to need to work, right? Or you kids or like anything like that. Four more dogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anybody listening at home, go on my Facebook, look at my dogs. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing, right? Like uh, if, if I can't find someone to help look after my dogs, I'm not going. Like that's that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, life does get in the way, and it's unfortunate. But like, you do have to take care of yourself, not only with your bowling, but you have to take care of yourself mentally. And I feel if you, if you just bowl, 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 like even if you want to make a career out of it, like you do need a break, <laughs> and like you need to take that time off, right? And like that's mm-hmm. why I don't try and give any backlash. Like Tim said, like that's not cool when people don't like when you not bowl an event. But like they got to understand, like. Not everyone's life is just in the bowling alley, right? Yeah, I, I, I just basically, don't think. Basically, bo- said, so. Yeah, I, I just don't think bowling should define who you are. That's what I guess what I'm saying yeah. is that when you're outside the bowling alley, you should be a, you should be defined who you are. Speaking yeah. from someone who is 100 <laughs> defined by bowling, and I, I'm like, I'm, literally, I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. I'm the nobody outside the bowling alley. Get over it, buddy. Right, exactly. It. So you are I'm defined by bowling. Okay. There's three I'm of us sit on this podcast right now who literally spend their lives in a bowling alley. Yeah, not Adam. I'm. I, I was referring nope. to you, me, and Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other question is, day, Danny, do you actually practice? Yeah, I, actually, I do. Um, I, it depends. Um. <laughs> It kind of depends on when the season is. Like, if the Open or Masters is coming up, um, I won't just bowl league. I will take the time to find, like, I'll go on a Sunday when I'm not working um, just to, you know, throw balls. Or if I'm really struggling with my game, I go to my mom, like, hey, like, come watch me throw a couple balls. I need some help. But, like, just normally do throughout the season if, if i don't have a tournament coming up uh, my league is my practice right i bowl yeah. twice a week normally right so i find that is usually enough yeah. wait 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 yeah. 10 years you'll never throw another practice ball again yeah. <laughs> uh, you know I, I i think that's complete opposite though timmy it, uh, I, from my personal experience i'll get more out of that half hour 40 minute practice session than i will out of a four game league when you're just kind of nonchalant like if you get focused, dedicated practice time, and that that is one thing that I would highly recommend to a lot of people. Just get out there for a half hour, forty minutes, and really focus on something, right? Your league's great. Like your league just kind of keeps you going through the motions. Uh, that that's to to really focus on something. You need dedicated on one particular shot or two particular shots. You're not going to get that in league, right? I, so I, uh, I, gear, gearing up, I, I think a perfect example, Danny. Like it's. Uh, you, you gear up for for certain tournaments, and I, I know for for the open, we'll you know team wise, we'll get out there for a bit. But I'll, I'll probably do my own little half hour, forty minute session, just mm-hmm. to really focus and get myself going for the team. Right? Just, mm-hmm. just I, I, top yeah. Sorry, I'll I'll just do this little spill. Uh, just to go on top of that, like example, when I was bowling the master singles, I had asked Tom Patterson for some help. And he he, uh, he made me throw chop spares for like an hour straight, just chops, right? Like that's that's a perfect, and it actually really helped because I didn't really have to spare a whole lot of chops. But when I did, like I didn't really miss it. And it's it's amazing how just literally just focusing on that one thing can just change a game, right? 
So, Adam, you should uh, go and practice chops for half straight. I, 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 need, I need a second session every week. <laughs> no, hey, that, Adam. That would have went really well this weekend at the Heritage. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Adam, I meant that Danny's going to get tired of just being around the bowling alley once in a while. I don't, I don't think he'll want to go and practice. Just I, I honestly don't know how any of you guys do it. Like, like I'm I, I, tired of it. Yeah, like I, I, I grew up in, in a bowling alley when I was 15. I was working at Chinook and then over Toppler. And then you're playing your two leagues. And then you're doing like all, all these things. Like, this is the last place I wanted to be was a bowling alley. I don't know how you guys are still there. But kudos, because we need you. Yeah. 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 But that's circling back to all of this. That's that's the reason why. Like, you know what? If there's an event I don't want to play, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. I'm just not going to do it, because... My God, you get burned out. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm I'm sure we're all in the same boat right now. But like, it's been so much. Uh, the last thing I really want to do was go throw more balls than. And I'm not going to go into an, an event and play it, not wanting to play it because that result isn't going to be good. Yeah. Right. Mm. I'm not just going to donate my five hundred dollars because somebody says I should be playing. I'm so. not not going to lie. I went into Red Deer this year at Heritage, and I went in burnt out. And I knew it going in, and I wasn't mentally ready. Um, I, I played okay, I, I, probably enough to make a cut, but I don't know how deep I was going. I, I wasn't mentally ready. It, it, everybody gets burnt out, right? There's so many events. I, I know we, we had the Open Provincials, and then we came back. Then we had Green and Gold the next weekend, right? The and then we, had, then we had League that night, right? And then we had a 300 tournament on Tuesday. Yeah. EPL on Wednesday, which I got a lot of flack for not going to that. Yeah, we're right? and then, then we had Friday for for the hybrid doubles. So it's it's so much bowling. Yeah. I, then you get I'm, then you get a week yeah. away, and that's the week you're supposed to be preparing to go to a tournament. Last I, thing I was doing was going yeah. to prepare. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't prepared for Red Deer either. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just played. Oh, Kerry, roll your eyes, old man. Like. I didn't. There, there was one shot that I needed. You should try that more. Since, since when did you ever prepare, Tim? I don't understand you being prepared right. for a tournament. That's never happened. So your, your argument's null. <laughs> That's fair. I don't prepare. Exactly. You, you, every time we go to a tournament, you always tell me, oh, I'm not ready to play. Oh, I don't feel that good. And then you shoot lights out. So I, I just... Your, your argument never is never good. And then, like you okay. just said, I wasn't prepared, but I finished fourth. <laughs> so, uh, so, so sometimes uh, you just got to make that cut and then go, right? That, uh, uh, there, that... there, there was one shot I, I made in the in the 32s where I needed to throw the strike in 10 decks to, to knock Tyler out. Uh, and then I threw that strike, qualified, and then after that, it felt like I was... Ready, like I, felt, I don't know. That one shot just made me okay for the rest. Yeah, yeah, confident, I guess. Right. So, so quick question, question then. So, yeah. when when was the last time that you guys took like a real vacation? De- uh, last month for Dex. Like April first. Uh, I, 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 I'm talking. I'm talking like a ten day, twelve day type vacation that you're not limited by work. Or vacation days and all that stuff because they're de- generally dedicated to bowling. April first, <laughs> pretty much my whole Desert summer. 
I uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you earned that though. <laughs> Probably like like a vacation vacation. Uh, well, we went to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. We went to Chicago last month. But other than that, before that was 2010. Like it's so rare, and that mm-hmm. that that's my worry about getting burnt out and playing too much. Right is WCVT is is growing at leaps and bounds, and everybody wants to play those events. I want to play those events. I also want to play the Open. I also want to play Masters. Right? At what point? I I get three weeks vacation. How how else am I supposed to fit it all in? Right. So um, Just I know a couple of years ago, I, I I bypassed Masters and we went on an actual vacation. But then you bypassed Masters. Right, so they, you have to find the the work life balance. I, I'm going to miss TPC this year because yeah. of uh, Braxton's uh, event down in Mexico. Right, yeah. so super super stoked, but I I cannot not go. Well, right, so it's well, it, well, it is it, in, but it also cost me a chance to play, you know, one of the major events, and, and quite honestly, there, there's a real good chance I don't play Regina next year because of it. Right, so I, I I might almost semi shut down the the, the WCBT tour next year because I miss one event. Right, so, so you're, you're not going to back to back to back. Loser. On on player of the year. No, I, who knows? It, it it it's it's an honor, but it's not. It it doesn't define me. Like we we just went through that. Bowling doesn't define me. Yeah. Right, so. What defines me is my person away from bowling as well. You guys are really so. in this bowling podcast. <laughs> be great bowlers, but be don't great worry. people too. Yeah. Terry, Terry, don't, don't worry, it. everybody. He, he said he was going to retire in 2017. He's still around. He's just a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, only one foot in the grave. I, I can put the second one in, no problem, buddy. He probably... <laughs> Hey, you're, you're coming with me. <laughs> Back to the start. Play what you can. If you can't play, don't, don't be worry about yeah, it. Yeah, don't oh, worry if anybody yeah. says crap. Moral of the story is can. enjoy your life. Don't exactly. just go. We all appreciate what you guys do and what you guys support. So yeah. Thank you. Get a dog. Yes. Yes. Get many dogs. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that's an hour, guys. I think that'll wrap this one up. I know we didn't get through many topics. We went on off topic a few times, but I just like to thank Danny for coming out and answering our questions and giving his insight. Once again, thanks to the Wisemans. Adam, you guys have any uh, final thoughts on this one? Go Sharks! Go Sharks! Tough, tough loss for the Blues, Adam. Hand, hand pass. Beautiful. <laughs> that, that, that'll be on the next reviewable. <laughs> that, that one stings, boys. That one stings. All right, guys. Thanks for coming up. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.